0: Well, a jury of nine Americans deliberated for less than three hours. It then ordered former President Donald Trump to pay the writer E. Jean Carroll, listen to this, $83.3 million for defaming her after she accused him in 2019 of raping her in the 1990s. In May 2023, a jury found Trump liable for sexually abusing Carroll in an assault the judge said is commonly known as rape and for defaming her. That jury awarded Carol $5 million to tell us more and give us some more background on how this presidential race is going. Our expert, Dr. Keith Souza is with us. He's on the phone now. Dr. Keith, good morning to you. Good morning. Well, can you give us some background into this?
1: And, and, <laughs> and, and I guess the main question is, does Trump have the money? <laughs> That's a very important question Isn't to it? ask. Um, um so the background to this is that there have actually been two cases. One was uh, brought by uh, E. Jean Carroll some years ago mm. um, in which he accused uh, Trump of raping her. Um, Trump lost that case and had mm. to pay out $5 million, which he has. He's put into what's called escrow. In other words, it has been put into the New York legal system, mm. but it's not actually paid over to her because he's now putting that case on appeal. Mm. The problem is that Trump, having lost that case, has no impulse control and just went ahead and can, can, well, continued to repeat the the claims about it. Namely, mm. I've never met her. I don't know who she is. She's a wacko. She's a got, liar. All this sort of stuff. Um, and so that then uh, prompted Eugene Carroll to sue him for a second time. Mm. Um now remember, the facts have already been established, so it was a very easy job for the jury this time round because the facts have been established. That namely, he did assault her. Uh, so the question is really, how much should he pay? And um, the um, defence, as a plaintiff, uh, E. Jean Carroll, was probably asking for something like uh, ten or twenty million dollars. In the end, the jury awarded her eighty-three mm. million dollars much more that she was asking for. Um, I think that the jury um, were annoyed that that uh, Trump had behaved as arrogantly as he did, namely re-offending all the time without, you know, as I say, he's got no impulse control. He just continued to send out all these tweets, even during the trial. He was sending out tweets uh, on, on his social media account. Um you know, black, uh, blackening the name of Eugene and all the rest of it. His own lawyer um, has, has said that she can't control him. Um, so, you know, just as I say, it's a problem of impulse control. It's a bit like a five-year-old, really. Um, and so the ca- And at one point during the trial, towards the end, uh, Trump just got up and walked out, um, disrupting proceedings. Um, and so I think the jury got really annoyed about his arrogance and therefore brought in what some people reckon would be one of the largest defamation payouts Mm -hmm. in American history, $83 million. Now, Trump will appeal that, Mm -hmm. but he then needs to put that into, as I say, this escrow escrow arrangement, whereby Mm -hmm. it's held um, in a a neutral bank account um, and while the the appeal is being heard. Now, you've raised the issue, a very interesting one, about whether or not, uh, Trump has got the money for it. Does he have he that liquid also, cash
0: at his fingertips, yes? It,
1: well, you see, the, the the issue for him now is that he's also got running concurrently another civil case in New York relating to allegations that he didn't tell the truth when he was making up um, uh, tax claims and, and telling the, the truth about his assets, etc. This is something which a few journalists uh, like David K. Johnson have been writing about for years and years and it was seen simply as a New York story. Uh, but when Trump then became president, suddenly it became a national story and suddenly it was subject to national scrutiny. Um, and so other journalists also piled in doing this forensic counting. Uh, for example, Trump had claimed that his apartment uh in New York, is actually three times larger than it actually is in reality. So this is, you know, it's a simple mathematical measure. It's either one side or another. But he's a compulsive liar, as well as lacking impulse control. Um, and so the um, this is a case that's now being heard. We will get the decision uh, from the uh, judge um, in, in a few days' time. Hmm. This could uh, see a financial penalty of perhaps as much as half a billion dollars. Wow. So we're talking about serious money. Now, Trump Tower, his iconic building in New York, is probably worth around that. So will he have to sell that building? Does he own it, though? pay this money?
0: I, I, I thought that most of the tenants in that building, that the
1: commercial tenants, I thought was all strata. It, it is strata, yeah. So that, that's the other complication. Um, So whether it'll be that building that goes or whether it'll be other buildings like golf courses, Mm. um, it will see and also, of course, the court case could see him disappear as a New York financial entity because he will just simply lose the right to trade in the state of New York.
0: Wow. And then, of course, lose the trust of any potential investors. Yeah, oh, absolutely. By the yeah. way, you mentioned David K. Johnson. Do you remember I told you I read that book on, on an aeroplane coming back from overseas? Remember I told you that? Uh, yeah, it, it's it's fascinating. The book is called The Making of Donald Trump. David K. It's spelled C A Y. David K. Johnson. It's riveting reading. So, Dr. Keith Souter, what now for the Republican presidential race?
1: Well, the race continues. Trump continues to be clearly the front runner. Do you think the Nikki Haley's nomination. gone? Sorry? Sorry. Do you think Nikki Haley is gone? Um, well, she's clearly not doing that well. Mm. Um, you know, She's hanging in there, and she's attracting huge sums of money. You know, there are a lot of people, um, not least uh, financiers in New York, <laughs> who mm. reckon this is a good time to get their own back on Trump, and mm. they're paying huge sums of money to her campaign. Mm. Um but she isn't connecting with the sort of Republican Party membership. Um, she is connecting with independents. And of course, this is the thing to bear in mind that the way you operate in a US presidential campaign is that for the first stage of it, which is where you want to get the party's nomination, you've got to win over the true believers. So, in other words, the, the grassroots of your own party. And then in the second stage, the general election, um, you then got to throw your net very broadly Mm. and try to attract in moderates and independents, etc. Trump has done badly in that second area already by his remarks about Nikki Haley, talking about her clothes, etc. That does not go well with suburban mothers. No. So he he may not be getting the suburban female vote Mm. on November the 5th.
0: It's interesting stuff, isn't it, Dr. Keith? Never a dull day. You and I will talk later in the week about other international issues. Thank you so much for your time today, Keith. Always good to talk. Thank you. Dr. Keith Souter.